Hey Tubes, it's Robin here. I have a difficult question for you. Should we all just stop buying stuff? Let me know your thoughts. Listening to Hey Tubes, the podcast where we are figuring out can we save the planet but make it fashion? We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon, and we are also the founders of Tubes, this awesome footwear label that we have created that is vegan and environmentally focused. So today's question that we are going to be answering is should we all just stop buying stuff? An incredible question that the two of us talk about a lot. Would the world just be a better place if everyone stopped buying stuff, there was no more demand for the fashion industry and we just left it there and we all kumbaya in whatever we were already wearing? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And I think that it's been a really hard and challenging question that we've tried to tackle at Tubes because when we were trying to become an environmentally focused brand, we felt like we couldn't claim that we were doing good things without also addressing the fact that people are buying way too much stuff. And we are trying to strike this balance. I don't know if you might have seen on Instagram or from an email we've sent you where Sometimes we're like, hey, actually, we'd prefer you not to buy. It's not that we don't want to sell any shoes. It's not that we don't want you to own tubes. We love tubes, but we don't want you to buy what you don't need. And that is a balance that I think for a lot of people is a hard one to strike. I know myself being an ex-shopaholic, I have bought many, 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 many things I don't need and still to this day probably do sometimes. Yeah, and it's super interesting because through this messaging, we actually did a survey of our customers and we asked them if our messaging around stopping buying what you don't need has made them reconsider a purchase from a brand and a whopping 68% of them said yes, which we were so, so excited about. We were literally doing a party because we were like, yes, this is what we've wanted And we thought it's so powerful to see the impact when you actually put that messaging out there and the power that we have as a brand, because if we were saying the opposite and we were like, bye, 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 would 68% of people be just listening to us on that as well? Yeah. And it's a really funny and fine line for us to toe as a business because we do think that we're doing good work. And if you need a pair of shoes, you should definitely buying tubes. But at the same time, we don't want you to buy what you don't need. So it's like this push and pull thing where we're just trying to figure out where exactly we should be asking you to buy and where exactly we should be telling you not to because we don't want to shame anyone and we're just trying to create information, put it out there and let the people do with it what they want. 
So Steph, should we all just stop buying stuff? Is that the answer? Yes. I feel like we should stop buying stuff. I feel like Greta Thunberg was one of the first people I heard talking about this movement and putting a shop stop where you just stop buying things. The climate crisis is only a part of a bigger sustainability crisis. For too long, we have been distancing ourselves from nature, mistreating the planet, our only home, living as if there was no tomorrow. I feel like I have all the things that I could possibly need in my wardrobe. I just don't have all the things I could possibly want in my wardrobe. But we're at this point in time where for the environment, we can't just have everything we want anymore. Like, yes, it would be amazing if we could all have Carrie Bradshaw's wardrobe and we could have 300 pairs of shoes and we could wear a different one to every single occasion. I mean, hopefully they'd be a lot more comfortable than Carrie Bradshaw's shoes. That's an ideal scenario that maybe flew in the 90s, in the noughties, but I just don't think in the 2020s that can happen anymore. So I think that obviously there's a bit of nuance to it. I think that some people do have a need for certain things, but I feel like when we're looking at the average privileged person that already has everything that they need, yeah, I do think we should all just stop buying stuff. And yes, I know as an owner of a shoe label, that sounds really conflicting, but this is something that I am really conflicted by because I do think that the best thing that all of us can do for the environment is to stop shopping. Yeah. I feel like everything that we need is probably in circulation already yet billions and billions of garments and shoes are made all the time, every single year, new, 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 new. And the reality of it is all this stuff already exists, but we decide that because we've worn it or whatever, we'll send it to landfill and just call it a day on that. There's definitely something in buying less. I can't see a future of the environment where we're not in this climate crisis and we're not buying a whole lot less. Like we've mentioned on this podcast before, the average American buys 68 items, 68 items of clothing per year. They buy eight pairs of brand new shoes per year. Those statistics are astronomical. And I think regardless of how we're going to get out of this mess, that needs to be addressed immediately because that is just causing so much other yucky flow on effects. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like the messaging from our society is so strongly, you are not enough unless you have more. And I feel like, like everything, when you start to look at things, the whole way that our society functions is so intertwined and the patriarchy, you know, it's like in everything because while we are told that we're not enough unless we have more stuff, that our worth is based on the lifestyle that we're living and how successful we are and how much money we can make and how much stuff we can buy. While that is the mentality, I don't see how we're going to shift this and stop buying because what people grow up being told that they need in order to be happy and fulfilled is this stuff. So how do we get people to stop buying stuff if that's what they think that they need 
in order to live a fulfilling life. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. I also recognise that like we're a vastly growing population and that things like shoes, for example, which we wear down, we will need new shoes at some point, right? You can't wear the same pair of shoes for like your whole entire life. They will get holes in them. Stephanie, you wear your runners like a crazy person. They're always getting holes in the toes after like six months and I am shocked. But I think that there needs to be a lot of other things like, you know, we need to be building durability into what we are creating and we need to be making a whole lot less. But I think that like the best thing that I can do for the environment is to buy much, much, much less. And I think in an ideal world, stop buying altogether. I'm going to vote yes. We're voting yes. It is a unanimous vote of the two of us, we should all stop buying stuff. But I feel like we often being sisters and having very similar views on a lot of things do come to the same conclusion. So I think this would be a really nice time to get another opinion in the mix. We're going to be calling James Bartle, who is the founder of Outland Denim. This incredible denim company that James founded when he saw the movie Taken and he was really struck by the human trafficking that really does exist in our world and he basically wanted to find a solution for it. So he created this denim company which employs people from backgrounds of injustice and it helps them get their lives back on track. We've actually had the pleasure of sitting down with James a couple of times and hearing his perspective. And I actually recently in Byron Bay went along to one of Outland Denim's crowdfunding events and hearing James's stance on this issue and on the complexities of the fashion industry really, really struck me. And I went back and I gave a little presentation to the team in the office about it. So we thought it'd be really interesting to have his voice on here today to get his opinion on this issue. So let's give James a little call now and see what he has to say. Hey, James. Hello. We are so excited to be chatting to you, James. Oh, so good to chat to you guys. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Excited to get your juicy, juicy ideas on this topic. So this idea of should we all stop buying, obviously we know you have a bit of a different opinion to ours and we think that your perspective is so interesting and always opens our mind. So we just wanted to ask you, like, if everyone did stop buying from the fashion industry tomorrow, what impact would that have on the world? Like, would it be roses or would it actually be terrible and people who think this have not thought it through, like us? It's a really good question and it's one that frustrates me because I feel like it's not getting asked that much. We we talk about sustainability and what we mean by that, I think, in our industry is that there's some kind of environmental angle. But the reality is if we all stopped buying from the fashion industry tomorrow, that it would have a catastrophic impact on not only the people involved in the fashion industry, but also the planet. And I think that that's unfortunately... And not a concept that's widely thought about or even spoken about. The reality is that there's now a study that uh, links environmental degradation to slavery. And so we know the reality of what would happen if we all stopped purchasing products from the fashion industry tomorrow, that millions of people who are completely reliant upon our industry for their livelihoods would be forced into 
much tougher positions than they're already at. We know that slavery is fed more often than not by poverty. And so it's very easy to see the link between closing industries or not supporting industries and the impact on people. And then the connection between this issue of slavery and environmental degradation is is pretty insane. Just, you know, just the, 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 the sheer scale of how big an issue slavery is from an environmental perspective is mind-blowing. In fact, if slavery were a country, the new research that a guy named Kevin Bales has brought out would suggest that that country would be the third largest emitter of CO2 emissions right behind China and the US. And so it's really, really clear to me that you can't say you care about the environment if you're forgetting the people. The only way we ever change anything for our environment is by addressing the people first. They've got to be done together. There's always some blowback on like if we, every action that we take, you know, there's there's a consequence for it and um, it can be good or bad. And unfortunately, our industry hasn't been talking about the full consequence of the decisions that we've been talking about, hence slow fashion and those kinds of things. It's super interesting what you touch on there as well about like the people element. And I think that that's so far being left out of the conversation about like what sustainability means. And, you know, we talk about things like materials and like closed loop solutions where we're thinking about what we're doing at the end of a product's life. But there's really not that much discussion around the people that are making our products, the fact that they're getting paid a living wage, what conditions are they working under? Have they chosen to be at the factory or are they actually being forced to be? Like all of these questions. And I think it's because A, it feels like pretty unsexy to me. Like it's not this like shiny thing like ooh, a new material that's being made out of mushrooms that grows in a lab like that's cool and sexy and innovative but it's not really sexy to talk about modern slavery and how do we actually help like women and children that are in these really tough situations and then also it almost feels like there is this need to balance them both like something we were talking about prior to us calling you was this idea of how much we're consuming and like how scary the numbers are when you look at it of like our out of control purchasing behavior and how like that really needs to be addressed within this conversation. So I'm sure you're not like, yeah, go out and buy like all the things, like go buy new collections of fast fashion like every month. So like what does the balance of the people and the environment look like and how do we do that? Well, I mean, that's a that's a dangerous question to ask me because I, I'm a big believer in the fact of harnessing consumerism to create the change that we desire to see. So um, I, I don't believe it'll happen any other way. I genuinely don't believe it'll happen. I just believe it'll be um, one pursuit after the next of failure because the reality is people need industry, people need work, people need meaning. There's, there's so many reasons that we need to think of ways to enhance industry, not to, I guess, reduce it down to as small as it can possibly be because it will never work. My belief is that if we were able to innovate and create products that left not just the people in a healthier position as a result of having those jobs, growing those fibres, you know, creating those clothes, what if that, that piece of clothing at the end of it could actually leave the planet in a better position as well? 
And I genuinely believe we can do that. And we've been working really hard to try and find a solution for this um, because you're addressing things like, okay, what about end of life product? Okay, it's ending up in landfill. You know, how are we going to address those things so that we're still being able to maintain the same amount of jobs in our industry? We don't want to reduce them. We want to increase them. So in order to increase them, we need to find those solutions so that one, we're reducing emissions. We're, we're learning how to grow fibers so that we're not using chemicals and destroying the landscape because of the overuse of chemicals or the overuse of water. Then once we've got those fibers and we're dyeing the yarns and the textiles, you know, how are we doing that and what kind of chemicals are we using in those processes all the way through to the, when we're finished with the product, what do we do for it? How do we prevent it from ending up in the landfill? Is it going to be recycled or are we going to come up with another solution? And I think it's that space there that's really exciting. But what isn't good is that if people are going out there and buying, you know, uh, poor quality products that they're replacing monthly because they can and they've just been educated over the, over the past decade that, yeah, you deserve that. You should buy cheap clothes. They're disposable. You, you wear them. You never want to be seen in the same thing, so you dispose of it. But I think you guys would probably even agree, you're much cooler than I am, but I like being seen in the same clothes over and over. I think it's awesome because I think that says something, you know, being seen in something different every time somebody sees you is is kind of a little bit old fashioned, I think, today. And so I think that that is slowly starting to happen where people are much more confident to have my favorite pair of jeans or my favorite shirt or my favorite shoes. And I just wear them all the time. And the result of that is that we're going to start to buy better quality products that are just part of innovating a different kind of a future to eventually where we end up with products that activate cycles of freedom in the people's lives who are producing them, but then also on an environmental level, creating a much healthier ecosystem as a result of creating them. And so we've just got a little gap there that we need to cross yet. Oh my God, I love this so much because we've been talking about normalizing the rewear, but you just took it one level up and you're saying make the rewear cool. And like, we didn't even think of that, but that's genius. We've got to make the rewear cool because that's when people will start doing it. And I just always love hearing from you because this is exactly what I felt last time I heard you speak was that we go in quite dire, quite bleak, being like, we all need to stop shopping like quick. And, and that's like a huge undertaking, but I love your positivity. And I think it's a really clever way of looking at it in harnessing what people are already doing to do something really well and to create change through that. And so I think what you're saying makes me really excited and I feel like it involves a lot of change within the industry. And I feel like I have a couple of questions here. One, do you really think that the industry is going to change in the way that you want it to? Like, are you really hopeful that this is going to happen? And two, in the meantime, like as a consumer, what can people do? Like rather than just sitting back and hoping that brands are going to change? Both epic questions. Do I believe the industry can actually change? If, if you guys and if we go at it, yeah. Because at the moment we might be like little bees buzzing around the big guys and we're annoying, but we don't really have a whole lot of ability to take them down or take, you know, 90% of their customers. But as we grow, we become more powerful in that space and we take their customers. And the reason we take their customers is because I believe that 99% of the planet or the people on the planet have the same values. I don't believe that there's that many people out there that go, yeah, I love it that 
the jeans I'm wearing is actually completely destroying people's lives and ecosystems of the communities that they live within. I don't think there's very many people that would be stoked about that. The reality is we live really fast-paced lives. We're all part of the problem and we want solutions. It's up to you guys, it's up to us to find solutions. And as we find them and bring them, people will come. They will rally behind us. It's a movement and it's happening. It's growing rapidly. And so, yes, I have hope. And the reason I have hope in that movement being something powerful enough to shift our industry is that I know our industry is moved by money. I know they will make decisions based off the economic impact of the decisions they make. And they will start making the right decisions when they know they're losing market share to brands like you guys and brands like ours. Like it's it, it's just going to happen. And I'm so confident that we're going to do it because it's so worth it. It's worth doing it for. It's worth making the sacrifices for. It's worth, you know, collaborating for. It's worth doing whatever it takes to get there because we have no other option. I think it would be crazy to believe that we can get the results that we're looking for or that we're dreaming of or even talking about if we were to look back on history uh, and do it the same way. You know, do I believe, do I believe that our industry will shift far enough to make an impact fast enough by buying less? Well, history says they're not going to. There's a there's now how long? What a couple of decades of people being educated to buy and buy and buy and buy. And you look at the rate in which Australians purchase. You know, we're one of the highest consumers of fashion in the world. And do I believe that we have the ability over the next couple of years to completely shift that? Because that's a cultural thing you're talking about changing. No, I don't. But what if we harness that? What if we take that? We align it with their values. So. Yes, maintain your consuming behaviour. But rather than buy that, buy this. Rather than buy five of those, buy one of these. And that aligns with your values. It's something that you can be really proud of, the fact that you purchased that product. You know, you bought it because you love the product. The cherry on top is that all of this flow-on impact happened. A cycle of freedom was activated just because you bought it. You know, there's all these amazing things that we can do. And that's why our jobs are so exciting because we get to innovate in this space and we get to think about new ways of educating our community, talking to the public and, and, and showing them what's possible. They live busy lives. That's not what they do. They, they have impact in other areas. This is just the area that you and I get to get to play in. I forgot your second question too, by the way. It was okay. That was a, a big two questions. So the second question was, what can people do about it while they're waiting for us to create this change within the industries? Well, it's, it's hard because I, I believe that, you know, consumers, pretty much all consumers have been taken advantage of and they've become the victim of something that is like this, the, the war of the brands in the sustainability movement and this race towards being the most sustainable and unfortunately, what that has done is it means that, you know, those in the space that are genuinely trying to innovate and create lasting pathways to a better future are being slowed down by brands that are greenwashing. And so it's a very serious problem that we face. And I don't believe that there is actually a simple solution to it. I think it is, though, trying to do your best with the limited time you have in identifying which are the brands that I believe are genuine about what they say they're doing? Um, that can't be done just off a website. That's the, that's the unfortunate part is that you can go to a website and you can get an ins, a bit of an insight, but really it's, it's, 
information by the brand's own admission. Like it's like they're going to tell you what they want to tell you and not what they don't want to tell you. There's some that will go all the way. And if you can find those brands that are open, honest, transparent, they're the ones to back. The ones that you believe genuinely want to find a better future. That's all we can do right now. Obviously, you can petition, you know, government and those kinds of things as well, which is actually important. Modern Slavery Act here in Australia, as far as a, from a slavery standpoint, is great. And the bill that's just been passed with trying to look at all the product that comes into our country that's at risk of modern slavery. There's, there's so many great things and initiatives that are happening all the time. And as you come across them, back them in the way you're able to, I guess. We also love to encourage customers to write to brands and tell them if they're not buying from them and why. Like if, you, if you're if you stopping buying your shoes from somewhere else and you're buying them from Tubes or if you're stopping buying your denim somewhere else and you're buying them from Outland, don't just change your behaviour but also write to the brand and tell them. And I think we'll create a template and post it for people to use that they can actually be like, hey, just so you know, I'm not buying for you for X, Y, Z reason because I think that starting to see their dollars slow will be one thing, but actually having evidence of why will be something that they can take to their managers and take to their bosses and be like, hey, we need to address this problem because we're losing the dollars because like you said, money is what talks for these brands. And I think that like at the core of it, it is really similar to what we believe. It's just going about it in a different way. But like in its simplest form, it is using the power that you as an individual have as a consumer to encourage goodness in the world. You know, like neither of us are saying like, yes, go and shop all the stuff from all of the terrible companies. It's about this power that we actually do have in our hands, which is incredible because so many of us feel so powerless in this situation. It feels so large, but in reality, every time we reach for our wallets or in this case, our phones, because let's be honest, I never carry my wallet anywhere anymore. That is where our power is as a single individual person. And I think that you're so right. There are a lot of brands doing really good stuff and there is so much to feel hopeful about. And If I'm honest, I think when we start to feel unhopeful, that's actually when we start to feel super paralyzed and we're not able to contribute in any way that's conducive to a better future. Like it's too large. It's not my problem. It can't be my problem. So I'm just going to close my eyes and sit here and do what I've always done. Well, think about it from the perspective of your shoes. You know, you've told me some of the amazing things that that has gone into the back end of creating such good products, you know. So what happens when somebody buys one of your pairs of shoes versus somebody else's? It's not just that they've had this positive impact because they bought your shoes. They also had a really positive impact because they didn't buy somebody else's shoes. And so like it's a double up at that point. But then on top of that, you now have this opportunity to be able to speak directly to that person to be able to take them on the journey for them to have a greater understanding in a nice, easy and digestible way. And then that person becomes informed that they're actually now a part of a solution. So you've given them hope. Nobody ever creates change from a place of feeling like they've been judged. They don't. It it stands in between us and change, you know. But what you're doing is you're in a circle and you're inviting people into it. They're coming in. You're now giving them a solution that they can take to their sphere of influence. So they go out and then they speak to who knows how many people about your shoes. The product is amazing. I love the product. And did you know all of these other things, you know, you know what goes into making the soles of these shoes? So just by selling one pair of shoes, 
you guys have been able to have a huge impact. And I know you know this because it's obviously what you do. But I think that the power of consumerism is one of the most powerful movements that we will ever, ever, ever harness to be able to create the change we want. And if we were to look at history and go, how long does it take to change cultural behavior? It does not happen fast enough. So the only way that you and I are going to address these environmental issues is by harnessing that power and creating much better solutions for people to be able to now buy products that align with their personal values. No longer will they go looking in some of those fast fashion stores because they've been educated the fact that this doesn't align with my values. I didn't realize all of these terrible things were happening behind the scenes to create cheap product. Now I do know, and now I align with these brands and I'm a part of the solution. And I just think that that process is game changing. Mm, I love it. It's like Krav Maga, where we use the negative energy and we use it against them. (laughs) That's it. Can we please keep you on speed dial so anytime we get super dark, we can just call you for a fashion industry pep talk? (laughs) Uh, So good, Jess and Steph. I really appreciate being able to chat to you guys and look forward to uh, chatting to you again soon. Hey, Tubes! Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh my God. How fantastic is that? I love that you hadn't had that experience of chatting to James about all that stuff before and you really got that in real time. Yeah. And I think that there's super something in him not having been in this industry for such a long time. I know, like he makes me believe that we can save the planet, but make it fashion. (laughs) Yeah. So good. And I think the most important thing that he brings up for me is the fact that Yes, it would be great if we could all just stop buying and that would fix the problem of the fashion industry. But life isn't that black and white and things aren't that simple. And while that magic wand in theory is a great idea, that's not taking into account all the livelihoods, the millions of livelihoods that would be affected by that and not just livelihoods, lives, you know, as he said, the way that people end up in slavery when they're in poverty and the fact that people would be in poverty, all these things that I feel like are just such a good point and we need to start taking more than just one thing into consideration. Totally. And I don't necessarily think the answer is to stop buying, but I do still think even after listening to James, the answer is to slow your buying. And that's not to say that you're not contributing the same amount of dollars to the fashion industry, but it's to say that you're contributing them much more wisely. And that again, rather than going to Zara and buying eight items, totally guilty. I'm not judging you. I used to do that all the time. Rather than doing that, you're using it the dollars to be spent at a brand that you know are doing really good things that you really care about. And maybe it means that ultimately you are buying less because you're buying less items. Mm-hmm. Sing it, sister. What she said. 
So speaking of buying, let's head on over to a little segment we like to call So this is a segment where rather than sharing our purchase of the week with you, it's like the opposite where we share the purchase that we were going to make, but then we resisted and said bye bye to that buy. And then we all celebrate the fact that we didn't buy this week. Okay. I'm ready to get my celebration on. Okay. So my bye 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 is something that was is a purchase that was following me around on the internet I hate it when they do that I know it's like so unfair it's these really cute pair of favors like bikinis and they were colored and had this like really cute check print and I knew I didn't need them but they just kept coming up on my Instagram and I was like oh maybe I do want them but I actually hadn't checked who they were by who they were, bye, bye, bye. And so I was like, every time I saw them, oh, maybe I'm warming up to them. Oh, maybe I will buy them. Okay, maybe, yeah, okay, scroll through a little bit. And then I felt like I was probably ready to purchase. And then I clicked through maybe to buy. And then I saw what brand they were from. I don't know that I need to share the round on here, but let's just say it was an Australian brand that like is pretty fast. And so I was like, oh, hell no. I can't believe they caught me with all of their following me around on Instagram and their bespoke little photos of it, making it seem like it was a little small brand. And actually it was like this big, hectic, yucky brand. And so I said bye-bye to that buy and I did not purchase those cute little bikinis. Woohoo! Go you! Bye-bye-bye. Love that so much. Love that for you. I know. So proud. Well done. Well done. So it's a bit of a check theme today because mine is also check, which I feel like this exactly highlights why I said bye-bye to this buy. So at the moment you might be seeing around like a lot of check stuff, check clothing, check homewares, checks are just a little bit in right now. And there's these really beautiful check towels that I had my eye on. I've just moved into a new house. We need some towels. We need some beach towels and bath towels. We need all the towels. And I was like, okay, these check towels are really, really cute. And the other day I was at my favorite massage place, comma, and they have those towels there. And I overheard somebody saying, oh my God, I'm obsessed with those check towels. Like I'm seeing them everywhere. And the other person goes, yeah, I know they're so hot right now, but we had them last year. We had them first. And Hearing them talk about it like that and the fact that they're so hot right now, I was like, I want these right now, but just like every good trend, it's come and it's going to go. And then I'm going to be stuck with these towels that I don't really like. And I'm probably going to want to jump on the next trend and I'm going to want to change my towels. And that's not good for the environment. That's not good for Mother Earth. So guess what? I said bye-bye to the towels. Yeah, you did. Bye-bye towels. Woo-hoo. Bye towels. Okay, well, that is our episode for the week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you listened to, please click subscribe and rate us in your favorite podcast place. We also have a Facebook group. Don't know if you know, it's called Tubes, a kind of community. Come on over there and we'll have some fun. See you next Monday. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Baby, bye, 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 bye. Hey, 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 hey. 
Thank you so much to our podcast producer, Amelia Navasquez, our podcast coordinator, Bianca Whitner, and a big thank you to King Cora and Lily3PO for creating our incredible theme song. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we record, the Boonarong, Boonwarung, and Wurundjeri Woolwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nation and the Arakwal people of the Bundjalung Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging.